What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back. Today's episode, I have something for you that's a little bit different than normal. And it's really just a part of my personal story. And I wanted to share this with you today uh, because it totally applies to business. It totally applies to mindset. And it also applies to a concept that I love to think about and that I would love to share with you as well, which is being your first and best client. Now, when I think about what has, what has set me apart from other coaches, I think it's truly been my focus on self-mastery. And I mean, I don't know for sure what other coaches are doing, right? Because I'm not them, but I see what my clients are doing. I see what other coaches in groups and things that I do, do. (laughs) And I know what I do. And what I have done from for the last two years is focused on my own mind, on learning to process it more effectively, learning tools and techniques for taking the information out of my head, processing it, putting it back in, um, choosing what I put in, learning how to feel, learning how to feel in the future, learning how to feel my thoughts, Um, all of these types of things, but they come from me pushing myself to create and to um, master what I teach. And so part of this journey, right? So last year I focused on growing my business money, right? Money-wise, learning how to make money in my business. And so I went from a $6,000 year in 2017 to creating 120,000 last year. And I didn't do anything different. I didn't, I mean, I probably did hustle a little bit, but mostly because I was still figuring out the flow, right? Um, And it's really been this process of how do I grow? How do I create results without the part where it's hard, without the part where it's pushing and um, yeah, just hard and pushing, right? So the opposite of that would be flow and ease. And so I'm really hitting, I've hit that groove in my business and now I'm bringing it into other areas of my life. Now it naturally flowed into areas of my life, like my marriage and my parenting. That has been so amazing. But the area it did not flow into was my weight. And so even though I changed how I thought about myself and about my body and I got to the place where I was like, yeah, let's buy all new clothes. Let's let's do this. Um, I never changed my thinking around food in order to create a different result. And one of the things my brain harassed me about last year was like, how can you say you can create any result when you don't think you can create that result? And so this year has been about proving that to myself. 
Like I can create any results. So let's do it. And so on March 5th, I decided to begin doing no sugar, no flour. Now I didn't like ease into it. I wasn't like, oh, let's have this last meal. Um, If I were going to though, now that I'm like thinking about this, I definitely would have gone to Texas Roadhouse and I would have had those soft rolls with butter on them. I shouldn't even think about this because my mouth, I've noticed just like salivates at the thought of food that I'm choosing not to have. And so it's been pretty fascinating because then I picture the Pavlovian's dogs and how, you know, they were trained to to salivate or, you know, they started to salivate with the, at the sound of a bell. And um, I just think like, oh yeah, that's how my brain and I have been trained. We've been trained to salivate at sugar and flour. <laughs> so In today's episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you what I have been doing with No Sugar, No Flour. Uh, I've broken it into, I think, seven steps that it's taken. And ultimately, this is what it's like. This has been what it's taken to create this result with flow and ease. Now, so let's start with my desired result. It's to lose 100 pounds. Now, you're going to have lots of desired results, but so often what we do when we choose a desired result is we focus on it so hard that it's almost like staring at the sun. And we get frustrated and we feel like our brain's like, but I don't know how and I've never been successful and, right, like fill in the blanks. Maybe it's money for you. It's probably money because you listen to my podcast and money is fun to make, but maybe it's, maybe it's weight too. And so for me, when I thought about weight loss in the past and I thought about losing 100 pounds and I thought about all of this, I just, I felt overwhelmed. I felt confused on where to start. I felt um, just kind of like hopeless, right? Like, oh, it's going to be so hard. I remember just thinking it was going to be so hard. And when you are in that zone for anything, it will be hard. And so the work that I had to do was to find a different angle, a different way to come towards my goal without my brain being like, wait, we don't know how. (laughs) And this is what we do with mindset work. We are always trying to find the angle that we can come in with our brain so that our brain accepts it. And it's like, okay, yeah, we can do that. Let's try it. And so I have been over the last probably year bringing in new habits. And so one of those habits has been that we like we used to eat a lot of casseroles and like things that you prepped and took 5,000 ingredients and 45 minutes to cook. And it was just crazy. I don't know, because I thought that's what people cooked. And so that's what I did. And then probably about a year ago, I just decided, no, we're going to have some meat We're going to have vegetables and maybe we'll have like a starchy side, right? Like we'll have side dishes. So we'll have a meat and we'll have some side dishes. And I just decided that's how we eat. So my family has already been transitioned over to that. So then I started bringing in other habits like drinking more water. So I go to Costco. I buy these these giant like water jugs and I just have it sitting by my desk and just refill it. And I play games with myself. You guys, as often as you can play games with your mind, right? I mean, I'm very competitive, but it's just, it's not always that I'm winning. It's just that I'm playing, 
it's fun, right? We do things because it's fun. And so I fill up my glass with water. I see how, like, can I drink a cup an hour? And I track it. And it's just, right? Like, again, find the thing that's fun. So I've built these little habits in over time. And I was just aware of no sugar, no flour. Like, yeah, that'll probably be the thing I do eventually. Like, oh, right? I still had all these thoughts. And then one day, March 5th, I decided today's the day. And so I would eased my way in with already building up thoughts around it. So I wasn't focused on weight loss. I wasn't focused on like a reason for doing this. But what I like the reason that I had for doing no sugar, no flour, and this is going to be really important in your business, in whatever result you were trying to create. And it's the why. Now, I've heard lots of people who are like, oh, know your why. And I, I remember thinking like, okay, <laughs> I get it. But, but really, I mean, the why has been so pivotal here. And for me, why I'm doing this, the answer is not weight loss. Again, because if we focus on the result, we get blinded. We, we, our brain brings up all the crap. So I had to have a reason that I wanted to do no sugar, no flour that was separate from weight loss. And that reason for me, and especially the, like, the work that I'm doing with it, is that I want to do no sugar, no flour because I want to test my brain. I still feel very controlled by food and by desire and urges. And I wanted that area of my life to be in line with mind management, right? Like I wanted to be the person who determined what I eat and the result I'm creating and not feel at the effect of it. And every single time, this goes back to being my first and best client, every result that I create for myself nails down my certainty that this work is worth every penny, that this work is going to change my entire life, that it's changing other people's lives. And because I believe in this work, of course, I would keep using it to transform deeper and deeper, right? So you have to have a reason why you're doing it. Now, there have been really great side benefits. Like I have lost 10 pounds and that's been super fun. Uh, my pants are like baggy and it's super fun to look at the scale and to know, like I, I feel about my weight right now, like it's a dial. Like literally I'm churning the dial to get the result that I want. And it's just mind blowing to me that this is possible and that this was possible after 10 days. And the more that I show myself what's possible, the more that I believe it for other people. I want you to hear that. The more that you show yourself what's possible, the more you will believe it for other people. Now, there were a few things that went into like making this great. So the first one is that I knew my why, right? I had a reason that was that was a micro piece of the goal I wanted. So in order to lose 100 pounds, I have to bring my mind into line. I have to tell it what it's going to do and then it do it. <laughs> and I wasn't there yet. And so the first thing was really coming up with the reason I wanted to do it. And that commitment to seeing my mind more clearly and like breaking those chains 
has been really powerful for me because every time I think about like veering away and eating sugar, eating flour, my brain and I are like, wait a minute. This is not about who's watching. This is not about weight loss. This is not about sugar and flour. This is about proving to myself that I am stronger than my brain, not in a like a willpower way, but that I am the creator of my results, that I shape what I have and I create it. And so whenever my brain was suggesting like, oh, nobody will know. And it's just this one tiny little, you know, dark chocolate Milky Way thing. And I was like, no, right? Because I'm not giving up on me. I'm not giving up on other people, like none of that. What I'm doing is I'm weakening the chains on my own mind management. And for me, it wasn't worth it. For me, I looked at that as the highest place of integrity for myself, is that I want to look back and know I did it to the highest ability. So I keep like looking at my points and then talking about other things. <laughs> so here are the things that took to go, that have gone into this, especially when it comes to ease and flow. So a lot of people try and like do this with willpower. And when you try and go no sugar, no flour with your willpower, you still have all of the thoughts. Now, when people talk about ease and flow, it's the idea that it's just easy. And for me, this has been really easy. I've been shocked actually how easy it is. And the reason that it wouldn't be easy would be because of my mind, because of the thoughts that it would throw me that I would believe, because maybe I wouldn't have been like prepared to experience desire and urges and have the tools to feel them. So those are going to be what it goes to like feeling that ease and flow. So the first thing is I had to have my why. I had to know why I was doing it. The next thing was commitment. Now, business, weight, any result you want, you have to be committed. How do you know you're committed? You spend money. You spend time. You find the space to give it those things because that's what it needs. And so when it comes to commitment for my weight loss, for sticking to no sugar, no flour, it was just that determination. Like, no, this is what I'm doing. The next thing I added was structure. Now, I already had some structure in my mind that I was using. Like, I do intermittent fasting. So I don't eat breakfast. I love not eating breakfast. It just mentally is very easy for me. Um, I don't feel hungry. So I had that structure. Next, I had the structure of just taking out sugar and flour. So everything that I eat, I'm just looking at like, oh, sugar or flour, perfect. I can eat it, right? Like as long as it's not there. So that was the base of my structure. Um, The next thing is watching my mind as it suggests we leave the structure. (laughs) And it's going to happen. I expect my mind to suggest that we leave the structure that I've created. And I don't think anything has gone wrong. I don't think that I must really need to do it. Um, Although I am going to share with you some places I have left the structure and the thoughts that created that. Um, The next one is being willing to feel desire and urges and salivating, (laughs) right? Every time I, my, like my husband, um, I don't know, he just, he, he keeps eating normal, right? He keeps eating whatever he wants. I'm sure he's toning it back a little bit, but So I just like find my mouth salivating and I'm like, ooh. (laughs) 
but I'm just willing to feel it. And then the last one is that I have a set of thoughts around why I'm doing this. Oh, wait, no, I already said that one, but I do. So I have a set of thoughts around why I'm doing this. And then the last one is accepting and loving myself no matter what. Because I haven't done this perfectly. I have eaten sugar and flour probably four times since March 5th. And what a lot of people will do, what our brains will even suggest to us, is that we have failed. What's the point? You're a failure. And it just beats us up and it spins and it... And I just decided, no, I'm not a failure. I'm figuring this out. I'm learning to see my thoughts. I'm learning how to manage. I'm learning how to fall out of doing the thing I want to do, the commitment and the structure, and just flow right back in. You guys, these things are so pivotal in our business. I'm going to repeat them again, and I know we just talked about them for weight loss, and I want you to think about them for your business. The first one being commitment. Being committed, time, money, whatever it takes to, to, to grow the baby of your business. The second one is structure. Now, some people are following a structure, like they have a structure that they follow. You've bought a system, you've brought a program. Follow the structure. The next one is watching your mind as it suggests you leave the structure. That's huge. The fourth one is being willing to feel feelings. So around food, my primary feelings are desire, urge, desire and urge. I don't know if urge is a feeling. It definitely feels like a feeling. Hmm, not sure. But when it comes to our business, we have to be willing to feel other feelings. We have to be willing to feel vulnerable. We have to be willing to feel rejection. We have to be willing to feel courageous. We have to be willing to feel maybe shame, right? We have to be willing to feel the things that are going to come up as we do the structure and as we watch our mind suggest we don't do it. The fifth thing is, is having a set of thoughts about why you're doing it. And those are going to be so important. The only reason that you don't have every result you want is because you either have a set of beliefs that is stopping you from creating that result or you don't have a set of thoughts or beliefs that you need to springboard you to do it. I'm going to say that again. The only reason you don't have every result you want is because you either have a set of beliefs that stops you from having it, from being the person that naturally and normally has those results, or you need to add thoughts to create a strong foundation for creating that. And around food, I mean, the best example, thinking that um, it's hard Thinking that, well, I already failed. I might as well just keep going. I might as well just eat some more. Those are are beliefs that I have had that have been so ingrained. I even have just been watching my habits around like the flow as I drive through our city. And there was a time when I would stop at McDonald's and get a soda. 
And so I would drink a Dr. Pepper and I just, I love the sensation of like sucking it through a straw and there's just something to it. (laughs) Or then for a while I was going to Starbucks and so I'd I'd never even drank coffee before. But I was like, well, I mean, if I'm going to work at Starbucks, right? Hear the story that was getting created. If I'm going to work at Starbucks, well, I should really order something. Okay, well, if I'm going to order something like, oh, you know what, that bacon sandwich looks really good and oh you know what I'm kind of tired I should get a coffee and it just spirals into like oh now I'm drinking a tall like big coffee and it's super sugary and it tastes delightful and I'm eating this sandwich and right like I'm just adding story on story as to why I'm doing it And these stories build up in our business. They build up in every area of our life. And if we don't see them, setting a result that you want to create brings these things up. And then the sixth thing is accepting and loving yourself no matter what. In your business, in your weight loss, no matter what result you're creating, you're going to fail. And failure is not bad. But you're going to set a goal and you're going to hit it sometimes and other times you're not. And the most important part of this is that you have to be willing and able to accept and love yourself through it. So often I see people who are harsh with themselves. And if you're harsh with yourself, I know for sure you're harsh with other people because I was that person. I was harsh with other people because I was harsh with myself. I held myself to a standard that I thought I needed to. And what I was doing, and this is one of the things I teach my clients and even in a free training that I have, I don't have a link, so I'm not going to tell you about it, (laughs) but it's how to, how to comfort your subconscious so that it feels okay and safe taking those next steps. Because just like a child, if every time you go to step out and do something new and different that could create failure, if you are harsh with yourself, it's just like yelling at a child so that they expect the sharp bite of your tongue, right? And what do they do? They get jumpy. They get like, they they tense up. They get scared. And your subconscious does the exact same thing. So it takes commitment. It takes structure. It takes watching your mind as it wants to leave the structure. It takes a willingness to feel. It takes having a set of thoughts around why you're doing it. And it takes accepting and loving yourself no matter what. Now, before I go, I want to share with you a couple of places that I have failed at doing no sugar, no flour and exactly what I was thinking, because these are my stories. And so doing this, pushing myself to do this has allowed me to find the stories and the thoughts. Anytime you set a money goal, this is why I focus on creating money. Because when you set a goal, you bring up all the crap and it's good. Your crap is your path. Your crap is your, your map to the growth of where you want to be. So here's the times that I've eaten sugar and flour in the last 20 days. So I was sick last week and here's what my brain told me. Sick people eat saltines. 
And so before I knew it, not only was I eating saltines, you guys, I ate like three-fourths of the package. And I'm like, wait a minute. If sick people eat saltines, I bet they could have eaten five just as much as they could have eaten, I don't know, 15. And what was really fun from eating that was that my brain then jumped to, oh, well, if you ate that, you should probably, you could definitely eat some other stuff. And I, to, mind you, I was still sick. My stomach felt queasy. And I told my husband this. And he was like, you know, if you're going to, you know, not eat, if you're going to eat sugar and flour, you should do it with something better than saltines, like a donut or something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I, I chose that because I was sick, not because I was like picking something crazy. Um, so that was my first time. Then again, still sick, sick. My husband was gone. Um, and we were waiting for, we were waiting for my medicine to be ready at the pharmacy. They were like, it's going to be an hour. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. What if I cry? Will that get it for me? (laughs) But I didn't cry. I felt like I was going to. So we went across the street, we ate Thai food. And I had this thought that I was, I'm going to eat soup. And it had these clear noodles in it. And I had a couple thoughts, actually. My first thought was, you know, I don't think clear noodles count because they're invisible. (laughs) So I want you to hear, right? Like my brain's like coming up with stories like, well, they're invisible. And then another thought I had was, it's probably healthier because it's Thai and I need this to feed my body. Now, these are not true or false stories, right? I'm sure that we could find validity in them. I'm sure you could agree with me, but here's where it becomes a problem. And it's that I I set a plan And this was my brain taking me off the structure. Um, There was another day when I had a saltine. I probably had like five that day with some medicine. Again, because my brain was like, well, it says to take crackers, so I should take crackers. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. Right? So it's sneaky little things. And then the last time, the fourth time that I have had sugar and flour has been I ordered, we went to a Chinese restaurant and I ordered a wonton soup and I got it and I was like, oh my gosh, wonton is wrapped in sugar and flour. (laughs) And then I ate it with the thought, oh, well, you know, I ordered it, I should eat it. But here's where it then jumped to another thought. Oh, well, Amelia, my four-year-old, she has noodles. I want to see what they taste like. And so I did. And so another thought, oh, I want, I like those. I should try them again. And so I did. And so what I love about like seeing all of these instances is that I see exactly what I'm thinking. I am the watcher of my mind. I have a structure and then I'm looking at where did I deviate and why? And ultimately every piece of this is shaping and strengthening me into the mental ninja that I want to be more of. So I hope this episode today has been helpful for you. It is totally different than what we we normally do, and I love being able to shake it up a little bit. So have an amazing day. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.